Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How's it going? How's Good. It going? How are hey. you? Going, going well. It's uh, what is it? Wednesday evening. Yes. Wednesday evening. I'm talking to Russ. Russ Lawton from the band Sole Monday, and uh, probably better known for your work in uh, the Trey, the Trey as as, as a I, I can't say the last name of her Anastasio band. Anastasio, yes, yeah. yes, I've been playing with Trey a long time. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into all that. Welcome to the show, the Popco Project Podcast, um, and we're here to talk about uh, you and and everything you're involved in, specifically. Uh, this Saturday, you're going to be at the River Street Jazz Cafe uh, yeah. in Plains, PA. And uh, Ben Travers, who uh, kind of, I think, I guess, booked you, you guys, at the the Jazz Cafe. Yeah, yes. Um, hooked us up. So uh, th- shout out to Ben, and thanks for uh, setting us up. I'm glad we were able to do it. It's kind of last second here, and uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. But uh, we're doing it, so that's cool. Yes, thank you. So, yes, yeah, so welcome. Um like I said, we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about the pertinent information first. Uh, we got a show on Saturday, May sixth, Jazz Cafe. The show starts at ten. There's a private party earlier on that evening, so the Jazz Cafe will be opening, I believe, nine thirty. Show yeah. starts at ten Saturday night, which is a little bit of later opening. But like I said, there's a that, that party. But um, talk to me about this project and what people can expect. Well, it's you know it's the old funky word. There's a lot of you know we. We write a lot of these songs starting with the groove sometime, whatever. So, and Ray and I got some really, you know, good chemistry. So it's, you know, it may be like a little Afro beat thing, a funk thing. You know, we do it's a couple of South African style songs, you know, and then uh, improvise. But really, there's some there's some songs there we have worked hard on to, you know, have them come to light. And then from there, we just have some fun with them. And he, Ray plays left hand bass. And he plays the, the organ, clavinet, and the whirly piano. And I just play the drums. No, just but, the drums, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something we've been doing for a long time. I mean, it started as a fun thing. You know, we live, we live close to each other. Obviously, we're on the road with Trey. And, like, when we're home, I was like, hey, there's, there's this little club that's got a Hammond B3 in it. Let's go up there and make some noise one night. And then the guy just, at the end of the night, the guy was like, you know, had the calendar open. Hey, let's do this once a month. So it was really like a a fun thing. We went in with like minimal material and we just sort of, what do you got? Make up a beat. And then we just improvise. And then it just turned into songs and did some home, home recording. And, and here we are, we're still doing it like many years later and it's cool. Yeah. How long has this project been a thing? Actually 2008. We also started it. It's been a while. Yeah. But, but I mean, it was, you know, like I've been in original bands most of my life and it's like, we're starting this band. We're moving to LA. Uh, we're moving to Boston. You know, like it was kind of like, yeah, we got a million things going on. Let's just do it once a month. And it turned into twice a month. And it turned into like we had 10 songs. We went in the studio. It was like a very like organic kind of thing. It wasn't like we were thinking, you know, we was going to whatever. We had no, you know, we had some goals, but in a way we didn't. It was just like we just happy to put it on the calendar. And I was in three different things at that point. So and so was he. So it was like, you know. Hold, hold a couple of dates and go for it. And, and it's cool when it happens like that. <laughs> I always find it fascinating when uh, the musicians are, it's like they get bored. Uh, they're already like a, a full-time project. Their, their dates, dates are full. But they always find room for like another uh, project or two outside of that. It's, it's, it's uh, quite fascinating to me. 
Yeah, it, it's fun because for years I was a dedicated band guy, and I still am with Ray, but but I was only like one band and rehearsing all the time. Like I say, you it's like your life goal was to get this band, put this band on the map, you know. So we did this. It was a more uh, a years of experience behind it. So then you realize that's what sometimes one of the things you miss is playing with other people and getting gaining that experience and you know. Yeah. So this duo, um, it's 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 just basically instrumental, correct? Yes. There's no vocals. It's kind of no. just. Uh, yeah. What would you call it? Was it, I mean, I don't want to say jam, but is it, is it jam bandish? What is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of that in that, but it's definitely rooted in, you know, a little, uh, like I said, we're, we're drawing, like, you know what it's like? It's like, I come from, like, the songwriting school arrangements and and raised from the total improv. He'll improv all night and do it great. And we kind of meet in the middle. I'll be like, let's tighten this up. And he'll be like, let's stretch it out, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm thinking about arrangements and like, oh, maybe like cut that chorus in half or doing like that so we kind of meet in the middle and it's pretty cool actually you know so i'm thinking about you know get people whatever even the people on the dance floor or whatever you know i mean it's not always going to be that kind of stuff but <clears throat> you're trying to you know yeah i listened to some of your tunes uh over the past week or so and uh, i feel like you're definitely gonna have a, a great audience at the jazz cafe uh, a lot of dancing a lot of good vibes and good times yeah i i've played there a bunch of times with i used to play with gordon this guy gordon stone yeah. And I remember, you know, we used to always have some really great shows there. I'm really looking forward to going back. It's been a quite a while since I was going to ask you, when was the last time you were in town? I can't remember. I was trying to think of that. I was there with Ray, God, maybe five, six years ago. It's been a while because the while. COVID thing, too. So even long, I don't know. It's not, I was just thinking a while back that we hadn't been there in a long time. But yeah, COVID was a fun thing, huh? Oh God, we were just talk. I was just talking about my wife. It's just like I teach at the school. I remember, like, uh, there was like March. Like, we're sh they're shutting it down. I was like, what's going? When I knew that was something's going to happen, but and I just, I just started up there like, like this semester, and it was. It's, I hadn't been in my my studio room in three years. Yeah, it was like it's like wow, I'm back in there. Like wow, it felt so good to be back. Yeah, I was talking to a guy today that I haven't seen in probably three years. Um. And we we're just talking about how just it was such a just like a, a time suck like a, like yeah and it's just like it was you know two three years I mean we're three years removed from it now but it's it, it, those that time just feels like you know I don't even know where it went or <laughs> I can't remember most of it because you know you never knew what was if you were coming or going or or what was happening yeah it was a lot of time practicing at home for me and then uh, I can remember Ray and I had a show in the city in New York it was like February. We had one show up here, and then that was it. It was like, you know, it was just, you know, all of a sudden we were like trading files back and forth, <laughs> trying to write a new record, you know? Yeah, thank God for the internet, huh? Yeah, really, 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 was really good. Gave me something to work on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I talked to a lot of musicians, and I was always, I'm always like, for the longest time I was worried about how that they would kind of function, right? I mean... You know, obviously, you just mentioned you can record at home, you can play at home, but like so much of being a musician is, you know, playing out at shows and and getting that, yeah. you know, uh, reciprocation from the crowd and just having that 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 life that you've led for so long, right? Like basically yeah. taken from you. I mean, how how? I mean, for you, what was that like? It was it was pretty strange, you know. It's 
but I just tried to, I just sort of accepted it and just practiced a lot and write. And I did, as things kind of calmed down a little bit, I was definitely going in the studio with people once we knew we could go in with masks or whatever. So I did a lot of sessions uh, in, in COVID. It was kind of interesting. Not the first, maybe by the summer of that that first, you know, whatever month, whatever year that was. Would that be 20? Or, <laughs> you yeah, can't remember, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what did I do that summer? <laughs> but then we did the fall. We did, trade did, we did the Beacon Jams all the months of October and November. And that really kept me occupied, too. We go to the city staying at a hotel with nobody else in the hotel, barely in the hotel. I bring my own food. I had a kitchen and yeah, it was just very, insul- you know, we did it for like two months, a new set list every week. So <clears throat> it was, you know, it kept you busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And what was that like for you as, a, as somebody who, I mean, you've been around for a long time. You have, you've had a, a lot of uh, experience. Like, I mean, were you worried that that might be it? Like, <laughs> what do you mean with the COVID thing? Yeah, like I mean, like uh, no, yeah. we, no, we didn't know anything. Like we didn't know if is, is this like is is live music going to come back? Like is life going to return as we know it? And I guess the answer to that is no. It's you know it's definitely different than it was you know before COVID. But I mean, as as a as a guy that's you know traveled the world and and, and you know just been at it for a long time, was that like worrisome for you? I wasn't. Too, actually, I wasn't too worried. I thought it was going to come back. I, I kind of think positive, you know. Yeah. But I do, I do know that it was a gap, a pretty big gap, you know. But yeah, I mean, luckily, I'll tell you, for me, you know, luckily, it was like I got collected unemployment for the first time in my life. Yeah, how about <laughs> and, it? And, and, and then I got some music cares and some other grants that they were given out and, and like BMI or whatever. I forget, I got a bunch of those that really helped too. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was going to come back. I, I forget Ray and I did our first show. Was it, you know, I think it was May of, what even, I can't even remember now. It's like, if it was 20 or 21, but we played the show outside. It was like, it was a pretty big deal. You know, it was like, as, as Ray said, we could have played Marietta Little Lamb and they would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was pretty, pretty, uh, <clears throat> pretty encouraging. But I, I, I thought I was going to come back, you know? Yeah. I, I you know. It was cool seeing. Positive. Yeah. It was cool seeing like just people like so hungry for entertainment and live music. Uh, yeah. You know? Especially when it was taken away, and it's I guess that old saying is true: you don't know what you have till it's gone, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of cool, and I and I hope that people kind of like learn to appreciate that you know now that we can go back out and do these things and go to shows and support musicians and not only the 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 big guys but also you know the ones starting out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you really appreciate it, myself included seeing music and. Yeah, going out and playing with people, and we do these little shows around Vermont or whatever, some little clubs. Which I love doing, you know, <clears throat> and it's it's really important, you know. And you guys are it's, from it's, Vermont, right? Yeah, I'm not from Vermont originally. That's I'm from where you are now, but that's where I am. Yeah, but this is my third time living here. I've moved away and come back a bunch of times. So, yeah, I've been back for quite a long time, about 17 years now. But, oh wow! But I was down on the Boston scene for a long, long time. 20, you know. I was hoping you were going to say that. That's my favorite city. I go there every year. Oh, really? Yeah. Me and the guys take a take a trip uh, with Paulson Tours up to Boston for St. Patty's Day weekend. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, just the guys. I mean, we have a good time. I love that city. Man, yeah. it's uh, I lived up in Salem. That's where I ended up. My okay. wife ended up there. And, but yeah, that's how I kind of got my musical career. That was I was living on Cape Cod, and I knew I had to get out of there. It was kind of a seasonal place and tourists. And I moved up to Boston when I was like 20 to dive into being a full-time musician. And I was in bands in the Cape too, but <clears throat> that was the start, you know? Yeah. And uh, there was a big scene there. And it still is. I mean, that's why we moved there. I lived in LA for a while too with this other band, but I thought that was a good happy medium because it's a band town and there yeah. was a lot, a lot of bands. I can remember going back there and there was this like magazine called the Boston Phoenix. It's like a you know art paper and opening up this thing called the band guide. It was like, listing every band in boston it was like i think ten thousand bands or something i mean <laughs> who knows how good or how many whatever i was like oh my god here we go back at it you know yeah like, you know playing shows in, in the city and now it's great and you've been with trey for what over 20 years yeah we, we did our first show at hot that club higher ground in 98 and we did our first tour in 99 and then from there, we've done stuff. We had a little hiatus thing when, when you know, Fish didn't play too. And then he had a little different band for a while. But I kind of, my heart was there when, even when I wasn't playing, you know, playing, he was yeah. doing his thing. But uh, yeah, it's been like 25 years, you know. Of, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, what's that it's like? Really, it's great. I mean, I'm a band guy, you know. So like, for me, it's like, <clears throat> I just, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, you show up and, get your music together man. All, and i love all this all the music we play it's not like yeah. i'm like okay i guess i'll do another you know <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it uh you know but i you know I, I love all those songs and what we do in the band and all the people in it and it's been down all my friends you know it's cool yeah is that like your favorite genre yes well yeah it is but it is my favorite genre definitely even like it carries over to ray and i I mean, I was fortunate enough to put my stamp on some of those early songs. So so my groove and style is in there. And I'm definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I like that, like the funky rock or whatever you want to call it. I played like an Afrobeat band. That's how I came to, to Vermont, oddly enough, of all places. But one thing leads to another. You know, people end up, we used to play a lot in Pennsylvania, actually. Allentown, Easton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back in the long time ago and there was a big little there was definitely an original scene going on there it's, i remember some of the bands were getting signed out of allentown and stuff people like their music there yeah i feel like you know allentown and we're a little bit north i guess you could say from allentown or was it, is it north or maybe west northwest i forget kind of i'm not good with geography as you could tell uh but yeah like that area and like our little uh neck of the woods here i feel like there's definitely like this this kind of corner of the state, I guess you could say, is very uh, rich in, with talent. Yes. Yeah. That's the guitar player I play with. He's from, he was from Bethlehem. And that's yeah. kind of how we got tapped into that scene because he was from that, you know, from there. So, yeah, a lot of fun memories of playing, playing it there. Because we do like a tri-state thing, you know, mm -hmm. like Jersey, Pennsylvania, play in New York City. And it's all like two hours or whatever. It's not that far from each other. Right. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What are some highlights of your, your career? Like I said, not, uh, you know, we talked via email earlier. I was, I told you I was kind of, uh, unprepared for this evening, but I guess that's kind of good. I like to kind of, 
um, you know, learn, I guess you could say. So like, what are some highlights of your career? I mean, you know, whether it's with Trey or just, uh, you know, your, your musical career in general. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously the Trey thing really puts you on the map and just, he was very established <laughs> when I started playing with him. So you're going from riding in the van to riding in the tour bus, you know, and playing this great music. And like I said, <clears throat> bringing in some of my ideas that made it to songs that he wrote with those grooves in mind, which is, was really wonderful. And somebody that would give back and give you the credit for, for bringing in ideas and stuff. <clears throat> but before that, I mean, I was, I had been in an original band for like 20 years. I mean, probably the, you know, I remember even like I was, I was living in Boston and with the, the original scene wasn't quite happening as well as it did once the punk thing kicked in. I'm talking like the seventies, mid seventies. So I moved up to Woodstock, New York to go to this place called the creative music studios. It was a, a school there. And uh, I didn't go right away. I just got a job and I worked at this place called the beer cafe, which was owned by Albert Grossman, who was Bob Dylan's manager. So I don't know if you ever read that. There's a book, Robert Robinson's book. He talks all about that, you know, that he was their manager. So I was in the di washing dishes at this restaurant with all these famous musicians every night I would see as a 21 year old impressionable kid. I really was like going to school already because you just see like, oh, there's Paul Butterfield. Oh, there's like, you know, LeVon Elm or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. all these people and they're really learning <clears throat> how not to act sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Or, or like, you know, you have the, the, the restaurant meetings and it's like, all right. No rock stars after twelve thirty, just because they're like, who the hell? like, well, <laughs> whatever it is. And just by they would like, well, you show up at a gig, and like that's like Harvey Brooks from like Bob Dylan's band. It's like they would just everybody. I learned like how everybody would just play with each other, you know. Or there's this little club uh, called the uh, Joyous Lake, and you, every night there'd be some great music, and people would just be there. It was just you know this this rich musical community in this small little town. Town. It was like really amazing for me. Yeah. You know, and, and then from there, so, you know, I've been from mass, but you didn't really quite have that. You know, this is like two hours from New York City. So it's the next big, next, like a New York City level, uh, you know, kind of up from from that. But <clears throat> from there, I joined, I joined, I was into this band, Osadisa, and uh, they were from London. And I got a call from my singer friend I met in Boston who was in Vermont going to school and he met this, this the percussionist from that band and he, they were looking for a drummer and, and he just happened, his wife was from Vermont. So he was living up here and I got that gig and that like changed my life. Moving to Vermont, number one, and playing that Afro style music. And uh, we ended up moving to LA, but that was like, the music was still, it's with, it's still with me. And I use, I draw from that music a lot, you know, it definitely changed my, my style of playing and, it was really, really pretty amazing. I still yes. think about it. It was a long time ago. Matter of fact, we're doing this, Ray and I are doing a show where we all lived. We lived at this big farmhouse in Heinsberg and they had a barn in the back. It was a cow barn. The cow barn burnt down years ago. We were on tour. We came back and places gutted and now they rebuilt it and now they uh, we're going to do a show there. So it's kind of an like Memorial Day weekend. So for me, that's the first time I came to Vermont. You know, and it was pretty special so i still keep in touch yeah you know? now i mean is this where you thought your life would be like as a young russ like i mean like did, did you is this like what where you wanted to be or did this like just like you kind of you know put the time in and things kind of fell into the place like 
I always find that fascinating. Like people, how they, where they land, right. And how they, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So you need to be the right person, the right place, right time. Right. But I mean, like, is this like when you were a young kid, like, is this where you thought your life would be? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't know. I I remember thinking in like in high school, like we're going to get a van, we're going to tour. And then with a guitar player, whose parent dad was a musician he's like no nope, i'm not gonna do it. i'm not doing that what, i'm like what do you mean he goes yeah my dad won't let me because i mean because he you know he was like Duh, don't do it yeah so i just i went blindly in man because i just passionately wanted to do it when i found the passion to do it there was no stopping and i was always looking for a creative thing like like back in the days when i was younger you could get like in a top 40 band and make money, you know, kind of what the tribute bands are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could get in Boston, you could get with this agency. They'll get you on the road six nights. I remember going up to New Hampshire, playing two weeks at a ski lodge. You're staying in the band house. Like that was like, get my feet wet. But I was, you know, when I joined that zebra African band, that was exactly what I wanted to do. And I was 21 when I joined that band, 22. And then, <clears throat> so that's, <clears throat> you get that goal, you get that vision. I mean, and then for a long time, when I moved to Boston, we had a band and we decided not to do all the little crappy gigs that I bartended for like 20 years, wait, was a waiter, but you, it's flexible. So if you had right. a tour or something, you can get out of it all. Like, you know, you, it, you, but I figured out it'd be, it'd be good to make money doing something else too. Cause you yeah. gotta be a creative musician or whatever, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I at that point, I was just like, whatever it's going to take to make it happen, I'm going to try to do it. And just to be creative, you know. We rehearse a lot, made good, made good recordings, and a lot of record people interest, and a lot of people talking to us. And it just, it's just a hard business. What like I was hearing a podcast the other day. Uh, that guy, Aaron, Aaron, what's his name, Aaron Dresser from the uh, the National, talking about it's it's talent, persistence, and luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always thought that too. It's like. I got that 20 at 22 year old, I got that gig and it really changed my life. I mean, it never really, we got a lot of label interest in LA, but it never quite, whatever, I'd keep going, start another band and the same thing happens and whatever. It's, it's the path you take. So by the time I started playing with Trey and he said, well, I kind of knew what to do. You know, I was doing the creative thing for so long. I just, I could put my two cents in and not have a question mark. Like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you want? What do you mean? Write a song? Well, I don't know. You know? Yeah. But I don't know if I'm answering your question. Yet, but I just, I just knew that I just would be in the creative path. Even yeah. now, if, if everything fell apart tomorrow, I would start some other project or get involved. Yeah, big or small, we do this little gig every once a month on Wednesdays, a couple towns up, and you walk out of there like I did my five, six songs. Everybody, we all like a collaborative thing, and that's what's wrong with that, you know? Which nice if you could get it to some other level, but. Yeah, you still be. It's when you're not being creative, is that's the problem. Right, just giving up and sitting home watching TV and just playing some government band on the weekends. You know. Yeah, I mean, what kind of advice? I mean, obviously, the industry is completely different today than it was when you know you started out. Um, you know, is there any kind of advice that you could give uh, a young musician as to like what they he or she could do to kind of you know follow a path to to you know like a, a framework for success or, you know, just, you know, compared to your experience as a, as a young man uh, back then and, and how things are now. Yeah. I mean, for me or whatever, like I said, I was always a bit like a band guy. I know sometimes people now, or if they're like these pretty heavy 
musicians they're looking for that big gig like if you go to nashville you want to get in a band you know whoever backing up whoever or la or but i would you know you just put it out there you know and if you write now with the internet as much as it's streams don't pay or anything but at the same time you're getting music out there to the world yeah put stuff out keep chipping away you know keep practicing i practice all the time i practice every day except maybe sundays <laughs> my wife is under but <laughs> but you know I'll be, tomorrow morning i'll be waking up i'll be hitting it ray and i gotta get those gigs that we got two new songs i'm gonna make sure show up and making them feel good so just keep doing it being active and if, you know get record put it out there you know, meet people, you know, and you never know who you're going to meet. Like how I got to Vermont, because I met a singer in Boston. If I didn't move to Boston, I never would have came to Vermont or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then yeah, it's... I, it, the original bass player who passed away, Tony, he used to come see our band Zebra, and he really liked my drumming, and that's how I got the trade. So it's like you're just putting it out there. And and it's all like not trying to hustle the gig. We all just became friends, or you find people that you can connect with. Yeah, I got that call to play with Trey's because of Tony, and it's like, wow, changed my yeah. life, you know. Yeah, I, I say in this podcast a lot, like you know, it only takes one, you know, it yeah. only takes one person to hear or see you play, or, or you know, the right person to uh, bump into. It's just like it, it, yeah, it only takes one, and that's what's cool about the internet. I mean, <laughs> is 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 like frustrating as it kind of is because it's so um diluted and and it's, it's a lot of noise right yeah, Especially yeah. streaming and on spotify and all those those things like like you said it's it's very much um it helps you get your music out there and i think what's cool about how it is now is if you put a song out and it's not received well you can go right back to the drawing board you know, create again and then get something else new out there as opposed to, you know, a new record every two years or whatever it might be. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and now people like the vinyl too. So you get it out there on that and then you start getting a little bit of following and you get the people liking your, you know, and those are the real music fans, which is cool. Cause yeah. it, you know, cause Spotify and all that's great, but it's overwhelming. I remember I did a little record store, the record exchange in Salem and, what do you, you know, let's go to the record exchange. I got a couple of kids, but go on the record exchange. You know, when you get that album, you're going to play it. You're going to put it on. It's cool. It's a little more focused. Now it's just like yeah. overwhelming, you know? Yeah. I do but, miss you know, that. Yeah. I, I still go there when I go back, you know, go back and visit kind of like, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know what else I was going to say, but yeah, it's just, you got to keep doing it. But I just want to do it. you got to yeah. the work ethic or whatever. It's, if you don't want to do it, that's cool. You know, what is that guy, Alan Alda, the actor, talked about that. If you really want to do it, be an actor or whatever, you're going to you're gonna do it. It takes a lot of work. Like, even yeah. when I was a bartender, I'd wake up, practice for two, three hours, make some food, and go to work till two in the morning. You know, it's a long day. But yeah. if you want to, you know, I didn't, I didn't turn on the TV uh, knowing that I had to go to work at five o'clock or something. You know? Right. It's just work, the work at it, you know. Yeah, you can waste a lot of time too if you don't, you know. Yeah, well, and there's, I think, you know, nowadays too, there's so many distractions as opposed yes. to what was, you know, around 20 years ago, even like, like, I mean, social media is such a, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like, I spend way too much time. I was on a, a, a website today that, like, kind of like calculates if you put in like the amount of screen time you have per day, it'll calculate 
how many years of your life or how much time of your life will be spent, you know, looking at a screen. Wow. For, for your remaining for your remaining days. And I saw that today and I was like, wow, that's a lot of time. Um it's kind of like eye opening and, and disturbing to a degree. Yeah. Um it can be. But yeah, so many distractions these days. Yeah, there's a lot more. I try to stay away from them. I mean, I, I do think because like with Facebook and stuff and Instagram, as a musician, you can get the word out. Whereas years ago, we'd be <laughs> writing postcards and sending them in the mail on mailing lists back when right. they were really mailing lists. So I appreciate it like that. But you got to watch out, though. Yeah, because you could be practicing and like, oh, what came in on the phone? You know, yeah, Ding. Up, like, no. yeah. yeah, nope. Keep yep. practicing. And then when you get a break or something, but. It's nice because some people that I used to know, they, they keep finding them again and keep in touch. It's pretty cool, too. I try to look at the positive things. Of it, yeah, but... it's it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about COVID earlier. I don't know how we would have uh, got by if we didn't have the internet. I mean, you know, we used our phones and, and the internet to like order groceries to have delivered to our homes because <laughs> you couldn't go out. Like, imagine yeah. if you didn't have the internet like during that time. Like, what would happen? Blessing and a yeah. curse. Yeah, it is a blessing. And of course, I try to stick at the positive, but try sure. not look at it too much. Yeah. Try to read the paper, read the New York, you know, the New York <laughs> Times on my iPad and go to that instead yeah. or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's whatever, man. I don't know. It's it's a funny, it's a funny time, but uh, yeah. just going to keep at it. You know, God, I, I don't know. I think about it sometimes. Years, a lot of years have gone by. I'm like, wow, but I'm <laughs> doing shows and people yeah. still want Still yeah. hire me and, and you know and you're doing it and just and just being a good person too and you know I think back you know like you know sometimes like ah oh, you know playing with some people could be tough or something other people that that's just so our social life and and or I would say people that I played with over the years they're still my friends they could knock on my door three in the morning like yeah man I'm having a tough time I'm like get it you know yep they, they're like army buddies I never. I didn't, I didn't go on, I didn't have to go on the service. So they're like yeah. my army buddies, you know? Right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I two more things I want to talk about. Let you go. I know it's getting late. You got stuff to do tomorrow. You got practice and you got the show on Saturday. Um, you mentioned you're working on two new songs, but you also released uh, earlier this year, uh, a new record, uh, the relics sessions. Yes. The live relics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that real quick. Well, that was pretty cool because that was like our first run back from the COVID. So we went to New York and we went in that studio and uh, there was and we had recorded a new record, too. So some of those songs on the record were from our studio record that we had done. So and it was pretty, pretty good to be out in the world again, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty inspiring. And I thought they got they did a great job with that, recording it and mixing it. And it's just, you know really represents what we do as a live band you know and then we never really we've released a few little things live but that was like you know really represents us yeah. it's cool and uh as far as you know what people can expect on saturday again saturday river street jazz cafe in plains you can uh get tickets uh right now at the river street jazz cafe.com i believe it is um but uh what can people expect uh, from your show on Saturday. Yeah, we're going to do a couple sets. We're going to play stuff from uh, the last record. And we we mix all the, the records that we have, like three or four records that we have. And we've got a couple new ones for you. And we always stretch it out and have fun, keep it funky. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. 
we're always excited to play. Keep it and, funky. And, I like that. Yeah, keep it funky. And then I always like going back Pennsylvania. I have as a little soft spot for my back when I was first started touring as a kid, you know. And not that we, I don't think we played planes back there with Zebra, but it's just good <laughs> to be back there. I know some people that are from there, you know, like Cabinet, you know, those guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, Pappy lives in Vermont. He's a good friend of ours. Yep. We love Pappy and there's a couple other guys and uh, that from around that area. So, you know, I always think of those guys too. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. We're looking forward to it. We're playing Friday night up in outside of Boston, actually. Oh, nice. Newbury, or Newbury Putt, as we say. Okay. And, uh, and we, yeah. So we got a little run, a couple of days. That's nice. And then, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been a long time since. Yeah, I, I mean that the jazz cafe is like. I mean, you guys uh, obviously fit in quite well there. So I expect that to be a great show for you guys. And uh, thank you. Yeah, know, obviously welcomed back with open arms. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I think I played there that time with Ray. And before that, I played with Strange. I used to play in that band Strange Folk a little bit. And we played there. God, I can't remember what. That was a long time ago. So, yeah, it's, some, you it's, know. A, it's, it's a shame. It's one of the, the last few, like, real good venues in, in our area. I mean, it's the Jazz Cafe, you know. Uh, and then there's a, a place called the V Spot, which is a, a great uh, little venue, like a bar venue type of place uh, in the Scranton area. But outside those two places, there's not really a lot of. Uh, good rooms to play in um uh the smaller so. 250 i know they say that in boston too that the 250 size rooms to capacity 250 capacity that they were kind of not really dying out a little bit but yeah huh and it comes around just when you think yep somebody you know it's like it's it's amazing well, at yeah. least that's the way i think yeah for sure definitely it's uh yeah it's interesting to what, see what happens and yeah, times change, and obviously COVID didn't help. You know, uh, no venues like that uh, exist, so it's it, it's tough, but uh, we we'll get through it. But, yeah, keep pushing away, no matter what, whatever, man. Yeah, that's the whole idea. Well, Russ, that's, I, my, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you. I, I know you're no, uh, that's fine, man. a I, busy I'm guy. Hanging. I'm, I'm not yeah. hanging. I mean, if you want to talk, whatever. You know, I'm just uh. Just hanging out. I'm gonna. Go, I got a little electronic drum set right there that I'm gonna hit once when we get done. After a little while, that's my nighttime practice. You're still gonna go at it tonight? It's almost, yeah, almost I try o'clock? to get. I try to get another hour. I t- a lot of times I go ten, ten thirty, like say ten thirty to eleven thirty. Or if I get tired, like I taught today, so I was like, if I start getting a little loopy. But it's always like this one little thing, little thing, you know. I try to, you know. I used to just practice on my drum pad like late, and then one of my students he. He sold me uh, this like this electronic drum set, so it sounds pretty good. It's not it's not the real thing, but you get right. some work done, you know. How many yeah, hours a day do you practice? Well, it depends, you know. Like I try to get at least three hours. Like I'll do two in the day, and then I'll do this thing at night. Like today, I did like four. I taught at the school for like like four lessons, and you know, come on, my hang out, cooked dinner with my wife, whatever. We hang out for a couple hours, and then. Like I say she crashes out because she's got to get up to go to work in the morning and then yeah. I'll hit it, play a little guitar or something too. Or and then as I, you know, the day goes by, like getting ready for those shows, advancing stuff and other gigs, people are coming and they're trying to you're trying to you're looking at the calendar, you know, like, okay, that guy wants me for this, but I'm here. Is <laughs> it's all balance, it's a balancing act, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh you mentioned your wife a lot. 
Uh, how long have you guys been together for? We will be married 40 years this September. 40 years. That's great. Yeah, yeah That's it's awesome. amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She, as my dad says, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky. She, she, you go away all the time. Yeah, right? You're, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's good, right? To a to a degree. I remember I when think it is. my wife was uh we've been together for oh 15, it'll be 15 years. No, it's been 15. Yeah, 50 it was 15 years this year. Um married for what year are we in? Eight eight of those 15. Wonderful. Um when, when she was uh first in uh, her job, she was like uh had funny hours. So like there was times where she would like work a normal eight to five or nine to five, but there's times where she would work a 12 to eight, mm-hmm. 12 to nine. But like, you know, when she was doing that, like I would go out with friends or I would just do stuff in the house. I would, it, it was nice to have that time apart because I feel like you need that to a degree. Yes. You have that, that, you know, there's that old saying, the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. And I believe that, you know, you have the, your own lives and your own, like you have a chance to miss each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And even like when our daughter was born, she was just building her career up as a city planner. And I was a musician, so I was home on the day with my daughter, unless I was touring or something. But And we'd meet at the door, and then or I was rehearsing or bartending at night, you know. We'd live like that for a long time. She got to be pretty independent, too, to have that. Or she really wanted to get her career off the ground and not just be home, you know. So it was worked out great. But, yeah, you need that time. Yeah, like I'll be riding around with the van with Ray for two days. I'm looking forward to doing that because he's a good friend, you know. And yeah. it's like we like each other, and we just, you know, the story. Oh, you told me that story already. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, we just, and make new know, stories. I, yeah, well, whatever. Did I tell you that story one time? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. It's yeah, you got to have that social thing. If we're going, you know, this is very port. I know some people up there. It's close to Salem. A lot of people will show up that hopefully that know us. That know us. Matter of fact, that's my other thing I do. I text text my friends and tell them I'll put them on a list. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it works out. I'm I feel very lucky. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Well, forty years. I mean, like in a, in a day and age where you know half the half marriages fail. What's what's the secret? Do you think? Well, we just you know for obviously we still love each other a lot too. Sure. But it's like you know little bit of independence and disrespect for each other and like you know it'd be really rough if somebody's like Fuck, enough of this music bullshit <laughs> you know it would be tough yeah you know? be the wrong Some, person probably yeah, exactly yeah. yeah yeah and then you know she has her stuff she likes to do you know and you know and, and we all try to meet, we meet in the middle really you know yeah and like you know like whatever we make sure like or it's like if i'm gonna wait for like two three days or for three weeks when you come home and you had that first day together that sunday it's like a celebration you know it's cool yeah. you know or even now it's like this sunday i like i don't got nothing going on go home you know try to get up from uh planes at at a decent hour and get home you know yep you know, instead of like rolling in at eight, eight o'clock at night, hung over. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta be, that's like, too, you gotta be cool. You, know, you can't yeah. be like a knucklehead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta no, that's cool. I could, I could tell, like, you know, you, you love her very much. Just the, the, the references you've made several times. And it's, you know, it's important, you know, making dinner together. And, um, you know, we do that at my house, too. It's, you know, we, I have two kids and we make sure we have dinner every night together. Although my son, he's in uh, coach pitch baseball now, and it's it's been a challenge. It's like three nights a week p- between practice and games, and 
I don't yeah. remember being this busy when I was a little kid, as busy as he is. <laughs> so. Yeah, some people get pretty busy. I know, I know what you mean. I was, I wasn't that busy, but uh, like that. I mean, I did come home and play my drums every day from yeah. school, but but when I was home or whatever, nobody had to drive me around. Yeah, <laughs> and I had a, I had a paper route for a long time, which I really liked. And yeah. That was another independent thing. You just walk around singing songs and then, yeah. you know. But yeah, that's important. You know, that's important. We try to keep that going. Our kids, my kid, I have a son who lives in San Francisco. My daughter lives up in Flagstaff. She's married now. So our kids are old. My kids are older. So, yeah. But, uh, and how old are you? How old are your kids? Uh, my son's five and I have a uh, daughter who will just be turning, uh, no, 10 months in uh, a few days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she's Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, She's new, um, for sure. That's great. Um, wasn't planning to have a, such a large age gap between the two of them, but uh, some things happen and out of your control. But uh, it's actually, I think, better in that like our son is pretty independent as far as like you know he can go that goes to the bathroom and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, he doesn't need us other than to drive him somewhere or uh, you know get something from a, a high shelf. So it's like. You know, it's it's easy to be able to uh, you know take care of our daughter if she's like crying or whatever is going on. I can't imagine if I had two kids close together, both crying for an unknown reason. <laughs> you yeah, know, a friend, you, of my, a friend of mine has that going on right now, and I see him. He comes to the gigs, and he's like, Ugh, "I'm aging by the day." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're like, I have to get how many? Maybe a couple of years between them. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, no, I think caps a little bit better, but. Yeah, it's good. Congratulations, man. It's the yeah, best thing you. I'll tell you. you. Get to be my age too. You hang out like we were just with our daughter and our husband, and it's great. You know, you're everybody's settled in. Nobody's got the teenage thing going or whatever. And everybody just appreciates. You know, I don't know what I do without my kids. You know, my yeah, it's too, but, you know, it's really it's the best uh, thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is, man. Wow. What do, What do they think about their dad being a rock star? Oh. Uh, they like it. My son really, you know, he co- he's like, yeah, my dad's hustling again. And when I get these gigs, I go to, he lives in San Francisco. We play at, you know, especially with Trey, we play at the Creek Theater for a couple of nights, you know, or something. And it's like, he, he really likes my daughter too. She plays, she's a good songwriter, but she just, she's a little shy, so she doesn't do it as much, but they yeah. really like it too. Or like at first when they're 10, 11, like, Ugh. then as they get older, <laughs> As a matter of fact, she, she's going to have a baby in September, and she was bumming out because we're playing a festival with the Chili Peppers in September, and she can't come. That's the due date, and she's oh, like, "Because no. I wanted to, you know, that was her, that was her band growing up, you know." Will this be but, your uh, first uh, grandkid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's very, very, very exciting for me because you know, well, you know, you got kids too. I. You think about them on all ages. I love all the levels of age, but like I, I walked her home from school for nine years. We, yeah. we live in Salem. We only like, I could walk. I, that's what I love. That's probably the only thing I live miss about living in Vermont is that I could walk downtown, go to the record store, come back, pick her up at school. So sometimes it's like, ah, it's, it's like, I got it at three o'clock. I got to go to, get to the, pick her up and walk her home. And, you know, yeah. did a lot of talking and walking. <laughs> you know, it was great. Yeah. So to have have a little one again it's gonna be pretty cool yeah uh we gave my mother uh her first grandchild uh and i wasn't i didn't know how she if she was like would be excited for it or not but uh yeah she was totally 
totally into it. Yeah, it is. I think the grandparent thing or the grandmother and grandfather word is a little bit like, what do you call it? You know, but that's yeah. kind of, it has it conjures up. But like I think of my grandfather, <laughs> you know, it's different. It's different error, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it must be, you love it. I mean, God, it's like, you, it's your, your family and just, you know, the family tree. It's like amazing. Yeah. I think about all that stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you're very, you were very involved too, which is like you know, there's so many um, kids who go on, you know, with you know parents that are just busy and you know, or maybe they're not around at all. Like, and I just know how important it is for me to, you know, I, I, have, a, I have a great job where I don't, you know, I don't miss my kids, you know, baseball games or soccer games. Right. And in fact, I I coach a lot of them. Um, it's just so important to be, you know, part of their lives and and you know, be supportive. Uh, yeah, because I know my daughter went to this little Montessori school, and I was always around. But see the dads they coming up, but they're busy, or they can't even, go, you know, because they're like at these intense jobs. I mean, yeah. I would go away, but it wasn't like I was. I've ever been on the road for like like two years. I mean, right. or whatever. But if you're doing that, maybe you could afford to fly everybody out all the time too. But <laughs> yeah, sure, but whatever. But you know, yeah, it's been a good balance. I look, I look, I look at in my life what I've done, and it's like a great balance. Yeah trying to do music and yeah but she likes it too she likes the music and yeah like, matter of fact you know last time she, they came they were here for a little bit and like she loves that song that fish song we do karini and she's like oh yeah she, i wanted to hear karini tonight you know she got her favorite songs or, or the best thing is she's she's got an online job so sometimes they can be here for like a month because they, they can work so she's on the kitchen table and i'm practicing for a tour and goes, <laughs> yeah. all right She's naming all the songs that I practice because she knows the drum beats. Or that's sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What did I play today? <laughs> <laughs> what did I mess up? <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's man, great, it sounds man. like you've done it all, man. Like, I mean, what a what a great life. Yeah, I I, I feel very lucky. I mean, you can beat yourself up and this and that, and there's always somebody better or doing more or this and that. But I can say that <clears throat> I feel pretty happy. I mean, whatever, you know. I did it on my own terms or whatever and being still being creative you know yeah and it could be nothing it could be tough oh nothing could have ever happened what i don't know man i just feel like i'm still at it that's even the point because i know musicians don't even play anymore you know yeah. and that's really sad you know for whatever reasons but there's other guys i know that are like top session guys in la and this and that and that's not always the you know whatever you're doing it i got a, tons of festivals with trey tons of gigs with ray and i people call me for sessions and it's like a you're, you're at it you know play yeah. music that's sweet i you know i'm 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 i love the music and i love the you know talking about the the new project and you know talking about trey but i'm glad we spent the, the 10 more minutes talking about family and and how important that's been for yeah for you that's that's uh that means a lot to me and and uh i hope people you know hear this and and if they didn't know before, obviously that you know they they kind of get an idea of who you are as you know behind the music. So I'm glad yeah, we did yeah. this. I'm glad we yeah, did that yeah, extra yeah. ten minutes. I was going to wrap it up and give you give you some more practice time. I'm glad we. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, it's true. It's like it's that balance, man, and yeah, it's. Whew, I was just out there. We were just out there for like ten days, and it's like, all right, hold it together, when You say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like here we go. Yeah. Whatever it's working, man. But definitely, but well, thanks for having me, man. I know it's yeah. kind of trying to fit it in here. No, I'm sure. glad we did it. I mean, I I, I didn't want to not do it. I just you know, my kid uh, 
He should have had a game tonight. Oh, I'm sorry, practice tonight. It got canceled because of the weather, so it kind of made sense. He's got a game tomorrow. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that we were able to do it, and um, I'm hoping that uh, the Jazz Cafe on Saturday, May 6th, is packed. Me too. People Hopefully dancing, yeah. elbows, asses rubbing yeah. together. Good, good, yeah. good times, you know? Yeah, let's see what happens, man. So. I hope, I hopefully too. We, yeah. You know. Well, best of luck with everything, man. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to a little, oh, my pleasure. little guy from uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania. Appreciate it. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. And thanks for, well, thank you. I appreciate it too. Awesome. Busy guy and <laughs> trying to make it happen. Good yeah, luck, I appreciate it. Thanks for helping. So yeah, I think this Russ, will really help. You know. Thank you so much. All right, man. Best of luck. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye. We'll see you. Bye.